breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault. Thank you for joining us this morning. Your first one hundred days in office. Is it everything you hoped it would be? I remember the comment that was made: "You don't know what you're getting into, really, until you get into it." So what's been your What's been your biggest surprise and your biggest obstacle that you've seen so far? A number of surprises, most of them small, a couple of them very positive on the economic development front um, that are things that uh, had had some, a little bit of momentum, but picked up a lot of momentum and we were able to, to carry them a little further down the field. Which ones? Uh, the the Rev one in particular and uh, and then the, the 50 cent. Uh, 50 cent proposal for Millennium Studios, which we're working on. And, you know, once we, once you, it just seems like once you start doing some things, things begin to crop up, which is, uh, which is pretty interesting. So, uh, I am, uh, on the advice of the city council, which was good advice, I'm going to hire an economic development director because we now have enough to keep up with that I need somebody permanently keeping up with that and uh, and also working on developing business inside the city particularly in historically underserved neighborhoods uh, so I think that that will be a good thing I finished that uh, I have finished that job description and in the process of advertising for that position so I look forward to having a new member. Uh, it technically won't be a member of my staff, but they'll be housed in the suite where I am so that we can keep in close contact. So I'm, uh, I'm very excited about that. And we just have to see what we can do on the other two. Uh, but I, I think Shreveport is poised to really kind of take off on an economic development standpoint and uh I, there's certainly a lot of exciting things happening in our area there there are and you know and and there's some exciting things happen not happening on the Bossier side as well and which which could benefit Shreveport yeah. absolutely and ours are going to benefit Bossier so yeah has 50 cent made a, a formal offer where are we on that for him purchasing Millennium Studios is that where where we're headed he he uh he made a he sent us what he called a letter of interest which had which had some very broad terms to it okay. so what we did was we went through uh, i went through a prior transaction that we did with stageworks back in 2006 mm -hmm. and just to kind of use that as a checklist of what do we need to cover and what are the things that we need to discuss we had some questions uh his his letter of interest included uh, both the Expo Hall facility and Millennium Studios, mm -hmm. and it is a lease proposal. Uh, you know, uh, cities, generally speaking, cannot simply transfer property to a private person. We can do a long-term lease, but we cannot just... Uh, 
transfer property without you declaring a surplus right. and, and taking bids. So, what is his What is his intent? That if you could explain it to you know our listeners, what is he planning to do in Shreveport? My understanding is he has a contract uh, commitment from uh, I believe it's Fox mm-hmm. to do multiple dozens of television shows. And that that's that's primarily what he wants to do. He needs a a ready, reliable place where he can produce those television shows, and we have a reliable place where he can do that. So okay. he is interested in Millennium. We're not quite so sure what he wants to do with Expo Hall. You know, we we've just redone that for athletics and that kind of thing. So uh, that that is a question that we had. And the rest of the thing were just kind of some general terms that you would put in a in a lease so mm-hmm. that we could have I guess what I was trying to create was the cocktail napkin yes. <laughs> that uh, we could have the deal on mm-hmm. and if we agree on the main terms then we could go to a more formal agreement but uh in return in in response to our letter uh, they asked for a whole lot of due diligence items, which we thought was encouraging. They were all things that if I were looking at leasing a building on over a long term, I would want to know those facts. I would know want to know that background, and I would want to go and inve- make a serious investigation of the facility. So I think that's going to go on, and, and that seems to be going very smoothly uh, from both sides, from all I can tell. Mm-hmm. Look, I want to I want to go back to Expo Hall for just a minute. It became uh, Stage Works mm-hmm. of Louisiana, which uh, there were some films shot there. Uh, of course, that industry has has left our area. To me, I say unfortunately. Um, but now there was an agreement with this sports complex. We, we turned it into like uh, an area that you know. I don't know. Is it tennis and volleyball or pickleball? What what is it's indoor? It's indoor courts. Indoor. So you okay. Could do, you could do basketball, volleyball, pickleball. Um, that's that's what it is being designed to do. Uh, there is not a tenant for that at the moment. We would be promoting those or allowing other people to promote those. Okay. So ourselves. has any of that work been done? Has any of the yeah, renovation the work, yeah, been the, done? The work has been done. It's mm-hmm. been finished. So it is I, I ready as a sports complex. I believe complex. it's finished. I wouldn't. I would. I would not swear to that, but okay. I would say that on Keel. So how would this fifty cent deal? <laughs> How would this fifty cent deal? It's it's funny to say that fifty cent. What's his name? What's it? Curtis Curtis Jackson? Jackson Curtis Jr. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so this deal with Mr. Jackson um, would the, would there have to go through and and re renovate the the building again? I don't know the answer. That's one of the questions that we. That is one of the questions that we asked him. Is what what is your intended use? Mm-hmm. Is are you looking at as a film studio, which would involve some retrofit uh, are you looking at it as a sports promotion or concert promotion it could be used for that as well Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, we're we're in the process of gathering that information so whatever we do our proposal is that there be one lease for one and one lease for the other so that they're not they may be executed at the same time but they're not necessary One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Mayor 
Tom Arsenault, uh, discussing his first 100 days in office. Aaron asked the question just before the break. The 13% pay raise that was issued by the previous administration, was that a mistake? Uh, it's it's a complicated question. I think a part of it was not a mistake, and that is that our city employees had not had a significant raise <clears throat> in quite some time. Um and I think given given what has happened with inflation subsequent to that, I think it was good for the city employees to do that. So I wouldn't say that in its entirety it was bad. Uh, I'm not sure that as much attention was placed on how that raise would be paid for in future years. Mm-hmm. When you talk about a pay raise, you're talking about building it into your compensation system. And so that, that multiplies over the years. Uh, the other thing is well, I, I don't it, think I would have done it across the board. Should it have been a graduated increase depending on, on the, you know, the salaries that, that, that were involved? Could have been, although I think then you're, <clears throat> ultimately your budgetary decision is the same. You have to, you have to provide for it and, and grow into it. Uh, I don't think that if it were my decision, I don't think that I would have applied it across the boards, particularly to the highest compensated people in the city. And most of the people, not all of them, but most of the people that we have brought in, I have tried to bring in at the salary levels before the uh, before the 13 mm-hmm. percent to those people. Uh, I did not feel it appropriate to reduce the pay of people who were already in place and that we were keeping. How do we pay for it, though, in future? Henry Whitehorn leaving office as CAO said this is not sustainable. What is the Arsenault plan? Maybe we can afford it this year and next, but what is the Arsenault plan to afford it beyond when we can? Uh, the way that we're going to present the budget uh, to the city is uh, we're going to make recommendations and then we're also going to provide I'm not sure what they're going to be called yet, but for lack of a better term, decision packages. And these will be little uh, block, building blocks, budget building blocks that will say we will do, we can do this. And there'll be a group of them uh, of things that we could reduce and of things that we could increase so that people can actually see we're comparing this to that. We're not trying to say, is this a good thing or is this a bad thing? Virtually everything that government does in the city of Shreveport is a good thing. There are very few things that we do that if if I were to say, oh, gee, we have all the money in the world, but I wouldn't do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I, I, as I sit here today, I can't think of anything that falls into that category. But we have a lot of good things, and we may not have enough money to do all the good things that we would like to do. We have to have a way of making a rational decision. Which of these things do we think is more important than the others? Mm-hmm. And the ones that, that through the council and the administration we determine are more important, those are things that go what I'd say is below the line. And below the line, the line is how much money we've got. So we've got a finite amount of money because we can't print it. We have a finite amount of money and we can only spend that much. And so if I want to spend more on one thing, I have to spend less on something else. 
Mm-hmm. And what we hope to do is to have these decision packages or building blocks where someone can say, is X more important than Y? And if it is, then X goes below the line and Y sits above the line. And then you might compare Y to Z uh, to do the same thing. Similar if you're at your optometrist or your ophthalmologist, you know, they put that they put that uh, that device on you and he says, is it better with one mm-hmm. or with two? Yeah. Is it better mm-hmm. with one or with three? And that's kind of the way that we hope we can lead the council and the community into decisions of priorities because we really can't do, uh, I don't think we're going to have enough money to do all the good things that we would like to do in Shreveport and, uh, and the fitting in the pay raise and there'll be a couple of revenue options, uh, that are there as well so that, that the council is, can consider those. Is rolling back the pay raise a percent of it? Is that even in your brain? No. Not at all. No. Is a layoff in your brain at all? um, I don't think I have anything in my brain at all relating to the 2024 budget yet until we see what those numbers look like. We're trying to, we are trying to save up as much money as we can to have as healthy a reserve going into 2024 as we can. So that we can do that. I'll give you an example. We we have the money this year to add some significant dollars to street repair and maintenance, which we have a budget amendment in front of the council to do. Uh, we don't anticipate having that kind of additional money in 2024. Uh, and we're, we're kind of holding back a little bit of the revenue that we think is going to be available because we think the 2024 budget will be very challenging for us. Mm-hmm. So if we could kind of get back to, uh, get back to having our spending and our expense and our revenues in line with each other, you know, a balanced budget is what you have on hand plus your revenues, minus your expenditures. So a balanced budget doesn't necessarily mean that you have, you're spending what Mm -hmm. you take in. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault discussing uh, first one hundred days in office. Tom, yes, uh, the, earlier this week, Aaron and I got to tour the Amazon facility. I'm, I'm majorly impressed, uh, but I was also very excited to think they're not doing this if they're not planning on continuing. What was your thoughts? You guys did the uh, the uh, administration tour yesterday. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, boy, it's a big building. <laughs> it is really a big building. And, uh, the encouraging thing was how much work is going on inside and how much of the, uh, mechanics and electronics and all of that is still going on. It's incredibly intricate work you can tell that when you walk mm-hmm. through it and uh, they're there in the next few weeks they'll be beginning to 
install the robotics that will yes. that will go pick up these pods. It's a really interesting deal that the mm-hmm. the robot goes and and it knows where there's a pod that has the stuff that somebody has ordered, <laughs> and it rolls thought, yeah. it it rolls it yeah. to an associate who is filling that order. And they mm-hmm. take it off the pod, and then the next pod for that order shows up. <laughs> and they've and got then the they put it in a box, and the then they do it, and everything. Yeah. George Jetson. It, it, it just, <laughs> it is amazing. I mean, to think, to think what it took for someone to think through all of those little yeah. steps, and then all the little pieces. Oh, I know. You know, it's like this giant tinker toy set. It's, in, it's, it's impressive. Amazing. It's incredible. And uh, I, I, I came away the same way. Uh, according to them, they are still 100% committed mm-hmm. to doing this, but they think it will be uh, mid-2024 or, or so before uh, they're able to open. But uh, there's every indication to back up the to, to corroborate that to back up that that they're still spending millions of dollars and they've already spent more than 200 million dollars on this facility mm-hmm. so there was no indication whatsoever that they were backing off or even really slowing down it was full of workers, and they were. It was exciting going mm-hmm. along their way. So I, I was very impressed with it and, and encouraged. I, obviously, I would rather it open tomorrow. Sure, right. It, mm-hmm. they, it looks to me like they are they are moving forward uh, at a reasonable pace to open uh, next. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keo, Mike and McCarty in studio with Shreveport Mayor Tom Arsenault on this Good Friday. Tom, first of all, congratulations on uh, Tom Dark, your uh, CAO selection. I, I know he came in as interim, yes, uh, but but you you convinced him to stay. Uh, Sharika Fields Jones uh, is now permanent on your staff. Will will be. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both subject to council confirmation. Right. right. We've got mm-hmm. the, but, but you, you've appointed them. I right? have yes. appointed them. Uh, and then you said city attorney is your next major appointment. Yes, how how are we still, coming on I'm that? I'm still working on that one. Uh, that, that one has proved a little bit more challenging than the, uh, than the others because I'm looking for a full-time city attorney. On the crime front, there have been a lot of meetings, a lot of prayer vigils, a lot of events in the community, more cameras going up. And we're still having shootings and we're still having murders. Um, what are you doing? And, and, and we ask this over and over again. I mean, is there anything Tom, Tom Arsenault can do differently than any previous mayor to help fight crime? Or is this just a, a reactionary type thing? Well, part of it is reactionary, for sure. Uh, I am, I, I, I stay in constant contact with Chief Smith about what is going on the cameras will help i think um the cameras will help more in apprehending people than it will in preventing but we're hoping that when people recognize that more and more of the perpetrators are in fact being apprehended that that says that we don't just have free reign and uh you know we've had you know, fortunately, and I, I don't want to jinx it, but we've had a week and a half of relative quiet. Um, 
And I'm hopeful, don't know, I'm not in contact with the people who are doing the shootings, but I am in, I am hopeful that what that means is that they realize there is accountability and that there are consequences for these acts and that there's a whole lot more information about them than they think there is. Talking about the cameras, how many are set up now and how many still are going to be set up? Uh, I don't know the latter answer. We have we have roughly 90 cameras. All the cameras that were non-compliant have been taken down right. and replaced with compliant cameras. And I believe that was 90. Mm-hmm. And, and 90 have been installed? And all 90 of those have been installed. Excellent. All okay. on city property? Uh, various places. Okay. And the real-time crime center is now managed by the police department and is. is not under the auspices of the mayor's office. That's correct. Okay. Um, but it is still located near your office right now. Yes. Where are we on the pr- plans for a new police station and substations? Someone told me, one of the higher-ups, said substations might be on hold for a minute, but we're moving full steam ahead on a new police station. I, I wouldn't say that either of them are on hold. However, I, I'm not sure that the funds that have been appropriated through the bond through the bond election are going to be sufficient to do everything in the way that they were presented. Yeah. Uh, I know that we're uh, we're we're trying to move forward on the North Shreveport Police Station. Uh, we've gotten uh, estimates on the cost that that is a that is the probably the easiest of the three because we have a donation of the land mm-hmm. uh, but we have to we have to demolish a building right. to build a new building and we're getting the cost estimates for that demolition remember in the bond issue for those there are about 1.5 million dollars a piece that has to include everything so uh, in this particular case it doesn't include acquisition because the acquisition is being given to us but it does include demolition of a building Mm -hmm. and uh that uh, my latest information on that is that's somewhere in the three hundred thousand dollar range so you've got you you got property and then you've got three hundred thousand dollars now now there's 1.2 million dollars left for that uh for that substation so Mm -hmm. we're looking at that and we're looking at what the options are uh, with respect to the the police station, I uh, that building is built like a fortress, mm-hmm. and so I suspect that the demolition cost on what what is now the police station and what was the city hall that that is going to be significantly higher than had been anticipated in the bond issue. So we're looking at what those issues are, and I. We're really in the preliminary stage of trying to evaluate that. Our more serious issue with the uh, the police department right now is the firing range at the police academy because uh, it is currently uh, shut down, and we're looking for alternatives for that. Wow. Uh, there is some money in the in the bond issue for that, but not enough. And we're looking at alternatives to that, and uh, hopefully within the next two or three months, we'll have an alternative. One of which, of course, may be restoring restoring that one. But mm-hmm. we're we're pretty sure that there's not enough funds in the in the bond issue proceeds 
uh, to do that. So obviously the firing range for our police officers is extremely important. And it's it's a regional academy, so that makes it even more important. Another subject that uh, comes up a lot is, is that our city looks dirty. I have seen since you took over a lot of crews cleaning up trash, picking up, uh, doing better. The lights on the interstate are on. I would like to take me inside the office of Tom Dark or you and the marching orders that were given to city leaders. You obviously have done something to light a fire. Explain what is going on. When when uh, Mr. Dark and I had our very first meeting with department heads, I had sent late in the campaign, I had sent kind of an outline of objectives that I wanted to cover. And uh, Tom made a copy of that. And he handed it to every department head, and he said, "These are these are our these are the mayor's priorities. Therefore, they are our priorities." And uh, and so I, I would have to say that we have very responsive department heads, and they have picked up from what you know what what I had wanted to do, which was really what I heard the people wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I do think that there's been an increased responsiveness and an increased attention to those things which had to do with litter abatement. I have joked with Gary Norman, the head of public works, that uh, every time he sends out a crew to pick up letter, he should send out a press release that says that he did that. <laughs> and, take pictures. And, and take oh, pictures yeah. and, and publish how much trash they picked up. Yeah. Because two days later, someone will think, nobody ever picks up trash along the internet. Well, that's right. true. It's and a never-ending so, battle. Uh, it, uh, you know, we have some, we have some cultural issues that we need to, need to address. Yeah. We need people to stop throwing stuff out yeah. of their cars and out of the back of their pickup. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Did you have a nice Easter? I did. I had I, I it started off Friday with lunch with some friends and um Saturday I spent some time I did did my swimming pool stuff and spent some time with my son both Saturday and Sunday. I'm digging I'm kind of I, I kind of feel like I'm pregnant. And let me tell you why I say that. Ooh. You're like both of your eyes just <laughs> Not what I was expecting. I'm not pregnant. In an Easter discussion, but go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> I started doing like spring cleaning, you know, digging through stuff and getting rid of and, oh, yeah. and stuff I'm getting yeah. rid of. So, you know, I got a little start on some spring cleaning stuff. You had family in town. Y'all had a good time. My daughter came, my daughter came in on Thursday evening and, uh, yeah, she went turkey hunting. <laughs> uh, I think Saturday morning. So did we have fresh turkey for Easter dinner? No. It's it's so funny too because the first time she ever went hog hunting, she killed a hog. Wow! First time she ever went deer hunting. This is all pretty much this year, late mm-hmm. last year. Uh, she killed a deer. First shot, man! Wow! My cousin was like in friggin' me. She was yeah. like, he, my cousin said, "Damn, my god!" <laughs> but she didn't get a turkey. They they didn't see any. Oh, okay. He could. They could hear him. But they couldn't oh. get it to come near them. Okay. It's so interesting. And, and she was telling me, 
he he my cousin who's an avid hunter mm-hmm. you know he starts off doing like an owl call and then a crow okay you know and then like whipper whi- because all these different birds mean things to turkeys Ah, like okay. crows, I think, and turkeys eat the same thing. So if there's crows nearby, turkeys want to go. Okay, it's just, it's so interesting to me. Do you hunt for turkeys like you do deer from a, like a deer stand, or do you kind of walk through the woods? <laughs> it was funny. Mike has sent me a picture, and and you're camoed. I mean, literally head to toe. Oh wow! Unlike deer hunting, when you okay. have to. Uh, apparently, turkeys have incredible vision. Okay, and it, even the they even had face face coverings. Camo wow. face coverings and she But they're goes, walking around? Yeah, you're walking okay. a lot, but then you sit and you're okay. very still. Wait. You have to be okay. very still. And that's when the calls come in and they'll do the turkey call. Mm-hmm. And bring the turkeys to you. Okay. When are you drinking beer? And I don't know that you are. <laughs> oh. Handling shotguns. Oh, my bad. And rifles. <laughs> um, but uh, she, Micah took a picture, a little selfie. And. and Dina, my wife, went with them only to go into the woods. Right, she didn't yeah. hunt, but she went. said, Mom's having a great time, and I zoom in, and Dina's sound asleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got there like at 5 in the morning. Oh, that's hilarious. It was fun. <laughs> they had a great time. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser joining us just after the local news at 7, 1017 FM, 710keel.com. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, and the free Keel app. Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, Louisiana Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, my friend. How you doing? We are doing wonderfully. Thank you so much. Tell us about uh, this initiative that we've got going on now. Love the Boot Week. Right. You know, two years ago we moved Keep Louisiana Beautiful under my office. And we have been working hard to uh, clean up Louisiana. And uh, Love the Boot Week is April 17th through the 23rd. And we've got over 360 groups in 60 parishes signed up to participate in cleaning up their town, their parish, their block, or their city. And um, this is a great participation. Um, We started two years ago. On any given year, we'd have 30 to 40 groups. So we've made a lot of progress in people wanting to join us to clean up Louisiana. You can still sign up if you want to do an event just in your neighborhood or maybe with your charity organization. Lots of groups are involved. You can still sign up, right, at keeplouisianabeautiful.org. Yes, you can. And um, you don't have to do it on any particular day. You know, every four Saturday year-round, uh, we ask people to clean up a portion of their town, city, or block, uh, or any day. And so I think as we get more and more people involved and also more and more people reporting people that litter and talking to their friends, um, we're seeing progress. Uh, we're not there yet. we got a long way to go. But I look forward to a day when uh, we can have a clean Louisiana. I remember uh, a few weeks ago I watched some people in a parking lot at a, a local drugstore uh, just dump things out the window in the parking lot almost dump a, like a, just garbage out of their car. And and I would have loved to have reported. How does somebody report something like that? Well, there, there's a hotline. Um, 
that you uh, wildlife fishery has, and we respond to every report. But in any local city or parish, we're starting a thing called litter court. And the justice of the peace is in your city and your parish. You can report it to them, and uh, it's litter court. And uh, in St. Tammany, where I live, uh, if I reported someone, they get a ticket in the mail. If they show up for litter court, the person that reported them can show up and say, yes, that's the lady I saw litter. But another thing we're doing is I'm asking everybody that shops anywhere to ask those strip malls and businesses to put garbage cans back in the parking lot. Cracker Barrel is probably the only one that consistently has garbage cans outside in the parking lot, and you never see garbage in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. I wrote a letter to Walmart asking them to put cans back in the parking lot and empty them. And we're doing that around the state. We're also asking every business, take a little time and keep in front of your business clean. Whether it's a gas station, a shop, or or, 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 or a small business. And uh, we can all play a part in this. We're also giving out grants. Uh, we've given out over $600,000 in trash receptacle grants to local parishes and cities. All they have to do is agree to empty them. And we're also giving grants to the sheriffs. Uh, we've purchased a few vans for sheriffs to use work release prisoners to go out and clean up their cities and parishes. Uh, we're also working with the uh, DAG group, uh, not only teach about drugs to fifth graders, but teach them about litter. So hopefully one day we won't have to spend millions of dollars cleaning up Louisiana. Another question, we're talking to Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, with regard to those receptacles. I'm hoping that Shreveport Bossier's on the list of getting some of those, but we really could use them on like the exit ramps of our interstates, on some of our major roadways, where people, when they pull up to a light, there's a garbage can there. Is Shreveport Bossier on the list to get some of those? Absolutely. When I was parish president of Plaquemines, I put 21 garbage cans on an angle on every road leading to Highway 23. 90% of the garbage went in or around those cans. Most people missed it, but it was on an angle where you could pull over and just throw it out the window. Um, DOTD has not yet let me put those on the exit ramps. Uh, we want permission to put them on a couple of them just to test it. Next Friday, I'll be taking a, a, a a little mule cart down two exits of the interstate with, with, with tongs picking up garbage. Then I will walk the other side to show DOTD that we can pick it up 10 times as fast if we use carts like other states. They do not want the carts on the highway. It's the quickest, best way to pick up litter, and we can do more with less money. So I'm going to do a little test run to show them how much money and time we could save by using those carts. We just got to be smarter about what we're doing, and we get more and more people involved. Only about 20% of the population actually litters, and we pay the price for it. Mm. Again, at keeplouisianabeautiful.org. You can also volunteer at an event. If you don't want to organize an event on your own, you can pick one and just go volunteer on that day, correct? Absolutely. Every parish, uh, like I said, we're so excited that we, we really increased the number. 60 parishes have over 360 groups. Um, everything from keep the quarter clean. They're, they're on a mission at 13th through the 16th to clean up the French quarter, but, um, keep Boja clean. They've got groups all over the state. You can go to the website, uh, look for a group in your area, or you can go out on your own. 
um, and, and encourage everyone to get involved. This is something we can all do and, um, and, and have a beautiful Louisiana. We're talking with Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. As uh, Billy, as the next legislative session is getting underway, what are you looking for? Well, I'm, I mean, there's you know, this is election year, so there's going to be a lot of uh, back and forth on a lot of issues. Uh, we, you know, we're hoping that we can keep our budget intact. Um, we're still coming out of COVID. You know, in 2019, over 53 million people visit Louisiana. And left behind 1.9 billion in taxes. Uh, that's over $1,100 per Louisiana family that you and I didn't have to pay. Uh, we're hoping this is the year that we can get back setting another record. But um, we're hoping to keep all of our funding for our parks, museums, so we can continue improving uh, the quality of those facilities and get more visitors there. So we, we you know, in election year, we just want to keep our budget intact moving forward to get back to those record-breaking tourism numbers. Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, thanks for your time, sir. Have a great week. You bet. Thank you. 1017. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Looking at There's, your your post at keelnews.com mm-hmm. with regard to uh, Curtis Jackson fifty cent. Oh yeah, and um, his plan for as the mayor told us Friday, he sent a letter of interest I think for Millennium Studios and Expo Hall, which is stage works I guess. And I, and I like what the mayor said about. Keeping those two entities and agreements separate, mm-hmm. he said, we'll work out a deal for Millennium, and then we'll work out a deal for Expo Hall, but yeah. not doing, you know, I, I thought that was a good idea. It looks like Jackson is interested in, in bringing his TV show productions to Shreveport. I think, you know, if, if I'm going to put myself in the shoes of, of 50 Cent, the the price of doing business here is way cheaper. Oh, you would than think so. Doing yeah. it in in California or any of the other big cities, and he'll probably have a a pretty good workforce available to him. I would hope. And maybe that would prime the pump for the infrastructure to be built because that was one of the issues when the film industry was here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a great place to shoot because, as one director said, you know, when you're shooting in New Orleans, for the most part. You're shooting New Orleans. Yeah. The architecture and the feel is, is, that is, which is, I love. Right. It is New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He says, but I can make Shreveport look like any town USA, including New York City. Yes, if you need to. Absolutely. You know, make downtown look bigger than it is. Mm-hmm. And the city recently purchased back the Millennium Building. I mean, they had a lease agreement with the uh, the other group that was in there, and they've gotten the building back. The Expo Hall building is a little bit trickier for me because they've already started converting it to be used for indoor sporting events you know basketball volleyball right, those right. kinds of things i didn't um, realize it was tall enough for yeah. a lot of the sporting events but i guess te- was it yeah was it's it, pretty big 
it's pretty big in there. Yeah, um, we did uh, when when I got to work on the film uh, The Mist. Mm-hmm. Uh, they recreated an entire grocery store inside. Oh. I mean, from wow. the exterior shots and everything. Mm-hmm. And to see that was was really amazing. Yeah, really it, amazing to watch them. I would I would just issue a caution to you know the the powers that be that make sure the city's interests are very well protected and I know Mr. Arsenault is a lawyer and you know he'll have his legal team go over it with a fine tooth comb because sometimes you'll get wrapped up in the celebrity oh we've got you know Curtis Jackson Fifty Cent is interested in Shreveport right. be real careful that the city's interests are protected and and like I always tell told my kids you know hope for the best. But prepare for the worst. Mm-hmm. What if it goes belly up? What if none of these productions work for 50 cent? What if it's a, a bomb? Is the city protected? And, you know, right. have and we he have. Pulls out right. And, then, and he goes bye bye. Has he left a mess for us to clean up that's going to cost a ton of money? Be sure that we're protected, that, it, you know, we have some sort of long term agreement and we have some sort of commitment for taking care of the properties, et cetera. Well, um, it, it's, to me, it's reminiscent of what Tyler Perry has done in Atlanta. Oh, that would be awesome. And, yeah, if we could recreate that in Shreveport. You bet. Then, I mean, look at the film industry now in Atlanta. And I, oh. I'm sure their tax credits are, are better mm-hmm. than what we're doing. But maybe this will, like I say, prime the pump and get an infrastructure built, get crews here where... Other productions will go, well, it's already going on in Shreveport. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and they're already doing it. There's crews there. There's mm-hmm. facilities there. There are, you know, studios. And, and, and there's people. And the people bring you need. more here. Yeah, it could be great. I didn't realize, you know, how many. It sounds like he's got dozens of TV shows. You According know, he, to Mayor Arsenault, yeah, yeah. That he's on the hook for, for Fox or for, you know, whatever company he's working with. And he wants to get started, you know, ASAP and... We have the Millennium is almost a turnkey. You know, walk in and you got a lot of stuff already it's there. Already a studio. Yeah, it's built for that purpose. That's what it. That's what it was used for. So it's exciting news. We don't Very have any much. dollar amounts. We do know that it would be a lease agreement. It wouldn't be a selling the property. City can't do that without you know putting it out and saying we're taking bids. So it would be a lease agreement. And, um, and then his, then he could get up, get stuff, stuff up and going. So it's exciting, but you know, go into it preparing, you know, and make sure we're protected. That's right. all I would say. Going realistically. Yes, absolutely. You know, because ev- everybody would like to see it happen, mm-hmm. but we don't want to give away the store per se. Yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. Yeah. Well, now, now that's exciting mm-hmm. news. Uh, Scott Hughes, Shreveport political analyst, uh, going to join us coming up at 740, talking about the upcoming uh, state legislative session. Mike and McCarthy. One seven FM seven ten Keel and a free download with the Keel News app. That's how you get in contact with us through the Shreveport Security Systems message board. I was watching Saturday Night Live this weekend. I, I don't watch it too often, but do they you, did. A, do you they, still watch? I watch every now and then. I haven't seen that well, in, since Eddie Murphy, probably. Yeah, I record it and then I go back and I watch. If the musical guest is somebody I want to see, I'll go watch that. And I'll watch the weekend update, and I might watch the monologue if it's somebody I like. Weekend update was cute this weekend. They did a little uh, um, 
not tribute, but a little spoof of Angel Parody Reese. Yeah, kind of thing. they had. Um, I well, think I it's that was funny. Punky Johnson. She's she's from New Orleans, and but she's on the cast of uh, Saturday Night Live, and she played Angel Reese, and. Uh, it was very funny. It was, re- I, I really liked <laughs> did it. Did she do the, this Oh, she a lot. did all that. Did yeah. This, and yeah. she said she's getting, in, she's getting all kind of endorsements from garden gnomes, eyelashes and deodorants. <laughs> she said her, her, uh, her statement for the deodorant that she's going to be sponsoring is y'all stank. <laughs> Uh, you can see that video right now. It's at keelnews.com. But I was looking at, she, you know, she can't go pro yet. Uh, there's a rule. What, Punky Brewster? What? No, no, not Punky Brewster. Angel Reese. Oh, okay. She's a sophomore. But you know the one and done rule for the men, the WNBA has a rule that you have to be 22. So that's the difference in the rules between the NBA yep. and the WNBA. Yeah, it's not an NCAA rule. Right. It's the, the pro rule. And so I thought, well, but she see, I, and, I, I agree with the WNBA rule. I know, I know. The one and done is killing men's basketball. Well, I mean, look at LSU had Ben Simmons for mm-hmm. one year. Yeah. And he didn't even have to go to class, Aaron. No. no he, he knew he didn't want to. He, did, he wasn't going to do a degree. He was going to play basketball. He didn't have to go to class. He just, and they're going to give him a scholarship. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's wrong. It's stupid. That's, that's, there's something wrong with that system. I, I don't like it. I think they should reverse it. I think they need to go to college. I think that's part of the deal. But now you got the NIL money and... So maybe it's time we change that because the kids will be able to get some money while they're in college. So I, you know, I don't uh, know. I like it. That's a whole other. Oh that's yeah, a whole other. Is that correctly grammatically correct? <laughs> in the South, other? it works. Yeah. It works. Okay, yeah. That's another segment. <laughs> yeah. Michael McCarty, Scott Hughes coming up next, talking about the upcoming legislative session. One hundred seven FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keo Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. Uh Shreveport political analyst and 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 good friend of the show, Scott Hughes, joining us this morning. Scott, hope you had a nice Easter. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Mike and Aaron. Yes, and I had a great Easter and happy Easter to you and Aaron. Thank you, sir. We know the legislative session is about to get underway. Uh, what are some of the things that you look for? Any surprises? Any Anything that uh, that you're expecting? Um, I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of surprises. I think if you're looking from a top, top level, the big thing to remember is this is what they call a fiscal session. That means the majority of the bills will focus on money and taxes, although they can each file not five non-fiscal bills. So we're still going to have a lot of the silliness we see all the time with the legislature and bills that cover a variety of topics. The second big thing to watch is this is an election year. And so this fall, we're going to reelect all 144 members of the legislature and the governor and all the statewide officials. And, and that often has an impact on what the type of legislation you see right before they all decide to run for re-election. Scott, that's what troubles me, because I think they have a, a windfall of cash or whatever you want to call it, of $1.5 billion, I don't know what the exact number is now, of, of extra money they didn't expect. And in an election year, they can be dangerous with that amount of money. Like, I'm going to fix your road, Reuben. Mike, I'm going to fix your front yard sidewalk. I mean, they're going to do all kinds of things to kind of 
get votes or get help from home. Traditionally, that's exactly what we see. Actually, it's what we see when anybody hits the lottery. Have money, we'll spend it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yes, when you're running when you're running for re-election, it's easy to go around and hand money out. Although I do think we're seeing a slight different twist this year, Aaron, because we also we also have a legislature, and I should mention the third big thing. We have a legislature that perhaps for the first time, and I have to go back and really look at the numbers last year, but they definitely have a double supermajority. And that's an inside politics geeky thing. But what it means is one party, in this case the Republicans, has two-thirds of both the House and the Senate. So they can really overturn a veto if they're all together by the governor, John Bell Edwards. And so um, you have some politics at play, but, 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 but on the conservative side, they're also really looking a lot now at some taxes are going to roll off. Some of these taxes they put on, special taxes over the last couple of years that may or may not have led to this surplus, they're going to start expiring. And so there are many that, yes, you want to give away the money to run, but you also want to start using that money perhaps as a buffer against some harder times ahead. Not this year's budget, but budgets down the road. Do you see any movement on doing away with the income tax in Louisiana? It's been proposed by a few of them. Do you think that's got any shot? I think you'll see a lot of that. When you look at the session, so you step back and say, what might they file this session? I think I think, I think, think tax reform is going to be a big one. Um, this is a year where they will look at state income tax. Um, but people always look at Texas and say no income tax. They look at other states. Florida's being real popular right now with DeSantis running nationally. And so people are going to look at that. We have the last I checked, uh, we have a, a, a large budget here in, 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 in our state of which four billion comes from, um, I think about $30 billion, $40 billion budget, um, maybe 45 now, but four billion, about 10% comes from personal income tax. And so that's the part they're going to look very closely at. Can they do something to eliminate income tax? But to do that, you have to either replace or cut $4 billion. They're definitely going to look at a lot of things like exemptions and credits. And the other big thing, I think, in the tax area that you're going to see is the governor's going to really push for a minimum wage. We use the federal rate of 725, and I think he's going to really try to push for a Louisiana minimum wage. One of the issues, Scott, coming up is uh, that's generated a lot of interest is teacher pay. Uh, where do you think the legislature will fall on this? Um, I, I think the legislature probably, I mean, the numbers I'm hearing, I, I've heard you report them, 3000 for teachers, 1500 for support personnel. I think they'll fall somewhere in that area. A, they do have money around, and B, they are running for re-election. And the teachers' unions, the teachers are great people that you always want to reach out and have their support when you run for re-election. You're also looking at education as a long-term foundational tool to improve the state. I think it's something almost every legislator supports. Um, but you're also seeing a movement of money follows the child. And, and so do, do we want to you know, increase teacher pay? Do we want to put credits out to let it go to, like, private schools, charter schools, et cetera? So they're having that balance. I do think you're going to see teacher pay go up. Um, the 3,000, 1,500 seems to be, I hate to say reasonable numbers this year, but those are workable numbers in the budget. Some other big areas you might see them coming after right now. You're going to see, even though it's a fiscal recession, you're going to see a lot of insurance reform. That has a fiscal impact, a whole big package of insurance reform. You are going to see some things in the abortion area. That's a hot topic nationwide. Um, and you're also going to see some, um, some anti-LGBTQ legislation. Um, come out. That'll be those are the social issues, and those also tend to crop up in election year as well. The governor has proposed. You mentioned a minute ago minimum wage. The governor has proposed that every year, I believe, since he's been governor, and it's gotten shot down. Um, same fate for that this year, you think? 
Well, it, it, it will be interesting. My, my gut is it's the same state just because the business lobby, Louisiana, is an at-will employment state, as I think most of us are, are aware of. We're a very pro-business state already in many of our laws. Um, the one thing I think that you might see it go up is inflation. I mean, at a certain point, you you, you know, through the business lobby, you hold the line at 725, the federal rate. But at the same time, the practical rate out in the community is probably more like 10 or 15 these days. So you may see this may be the time that the, lo- the lobby, the business lobby, lets that creep up a little bit, only because it's already up in a practicality uh, manner in terms of employment out of the community. We know this is a, 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 a fiscal session this year for 2023. Do you see, because Governor Edwards has come out and said, you know, he's opposed to the death penalty in Louisiana now, and uh, he would like to see it eliminated. Do you see the legislature addressing that in this coming session? I, I don't I, I don't see the death penalty as being a huge issue. I think the governor has pushed it every year. I think he's, you know, this is, one thing about, we say the governor, this is the governor's last hurrah. This is it. Right. We, we will have a new governor. Which is fall, why I so, think there would be a push for it. Which, which he, he, he will make that push for. Um, I, I don't, I don't see as much interest in the death penalty as I do on the abortion side. You know, we, in many ways, that's now settled law because of Supreme Court ruling. But in many ways, it's not. States are coming back all over the country, and they're cleaning up. They're consolidating a lot of their abortion things. And and and, and Katrina Jackson, who wrote the, the the premier bill, I think the last couple sessions, she's got an interesting bill, Senate Bill 105. She wants to define a fetus as a dependent. Um, if it gives you, in my opinion, more legislature may go versus the death penalty. And I think the death penalty becomes very troublesome, particularly for a conservative majority legislature that tends to be a very hot topic that their voters like the death penalty. Um, so I, I don't really see a lot of fight. You may see the fight, but I don't see it really getting very far in this legislature. Scott Hughes, thanks for your time. Thank y'all. Have mm-hmm. a great week. Thank thanks. you, Scott. 101.7 FM. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Uh busy, busy weekend this past weekend. Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. Um we had a we had a great morning, uh Easter morning. Of course we were at church early, early service mm-hmm. at uh, at Broadmoor, and then uh, we drove out to um I, I don't know exactly Athens. It's not Athens kind of it's it's a out east. Okay. My, my cousin lives out that way. All right. And so we had uh, the whole family got together. It was really nice. And uh, I ate way too much. Did you? Aaron. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dina did this ham that was. Oh, man. Holy cow. Oh, gosh. And and then uh, so we got home. But, yeah, the, my, Micah went turkey hunting on saturday they didn't get anything i was really hoping she'd get something on her first time out because her first time going hog hunting she got a hog her first time going deer yes i'm dad i'm sorry i'm I'm bragging (laughs) on my daughter um she got a deer but they didn't get they didn't get a turkey nearby oh gosh so a couple of my friends um one gave up for lent um girl scout cookies so her spouse put in her Easter basket 
like two or two or four boxes of thin mints that she had been Ooh. saving and put it in the Easter basket and I thought, "Oh my goodness." So Easter's <laughs> when you is Lent that's when over. You, yeah, that's when it's over. You okay. can and I and I had um um this is embarrassing. <laughs> But I had one Lent where Reuben knows the story. One Lent, I gave up cursing, and you know, wow. you both, yeah, you're wow. both like, how did you do that? How did that work out? <laughs> that wasn't good. But I had one night during Lent when we actually had Bunko, and Bunko is like potty mouth central. I'm just saying, and so I had a designated cursor. So if I would roll dice that I didn't like, I would go, and she would go, and she would say the words that she knew I was meaning to say. And um, so we had lunch Friday, and she said, who's your designated cursor this year? I said, I didn't give it up for Lent. I couldn't do I couldn't do that again. That was hard. <laughs> that that was one of my hardest ones. Well, if ones. it were easy, it wouldn't be I know, a sacrifice. I know. And then the other hard one was um, I gave up ice cream one Lent. I'll never do that again. I like ice cream. Oh, I do You know, too. a little scoop every now and for a trip. I know. Uh. And so the the day I gave up, the day that Easter, the day after Easter that year for ice cream, my friend at Happy Bellies and our friends at Bluebell sent me cases and cases of stuff. <gasps> I was like in, I was in ice cream heaven. Shut up. It was so nice. I had, a, you know, an iced tea pitcher. That you would put iced tea in a right. big plastic yeah. one. Yeah, got uh, two of them at home. They, she had put uh, that custard from Happy Belly. She had filled it up with my favorite. Oh man, are you kidding? No, I'm not kidding. It was so good. I didn't eat it all. I shared, but I damaged it a lot. I'm just telling. You. My mom <laughs> did make a uh, a dessert for me, even though I did have one of her. She makes these green tomato pies. Mm. Like they look like Natchitoches meat pie. They're the little little tartlet, whatever you call them. Delicious. I did eat one. Dead gummy, I did. Well, I hope you had a great Easter. But she made a a sugar free, like pistachio pudding with pineapples in it. Wow. It was really good. You're still her baby. My mom still takes care of me. Yep. Ruben, (laughs) do you have a nice Easter? I know we're we're running close on time. Oh here. yeah, yeah, yeah. No big to do. It's just random and then hung out with the folks and the grandparents and, and came back came back home and ate tacos. And, <laughs> oh, there you go. And Slim Jims were in your Easter basket. Yes, yeah, Slim Jims as well as Peeps cereal. <laughs> I meant to bring it in to you so no. you could so you could hit it with a bat or I'm whatever. gonna explode it. <laughs> Peeps. Oh, I hate them. Oh my gosh. 101.7 FM. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty. Aaron, I was, I was reading an article earlier uh, this morning, as a matter of fact. And on one hand, it was about AI, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence. Yeah. And and on one hand, <laughs> you know, it it, it kind of reminds me of Dwight Schrute from The Office. Oh yeah. You remember yes. the character oh, Dwight yeah. Schrute mm-hmm. talking about robots taking over? Sure. And he and they were. There was an episode they talked about creating this uh, droid. Right. But he said, but it can only have a 12-foot extension cord. (laughs) That way it couldn't, you know, take over and run. Right, right. Mm. And and when the, and and this, all this debate going on now about AI, um, there, I I did see a, 
late last week and over the weekend I saw a story. That there's photographs now. Mm-hmm. Remember Photoshop used to be during oh, yeah. the OJ trial. Uh, the Bruno Molly shoes mm-hmm. were the big thing. Oh, sure. here's a photo of him wearing Bruno Molly shoes. Mm-hmm. And then somebody, and they, they started going, okay, here's that same photo. Now he's wearing Nikes. Here, yeah. he, here he's wearing clown shoes. Mm-hmm. Photographic evidence is going, you know, be inadmissible. Absolutely. Well, now they have these AI photographs, most famously with Trump. Uh, in these crowd scenes being arrested. Sure, didn't sure. happen. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the one of the Pope in that big puffy white coat? Oh, I did see that. It's hilarious. The Pope never wears that. Never wore that. No. But you no. would swear, oh, I saw a picture. Mm-hmm. There was another picture of four people walking like down a sidewalk in, in New York City. They weren't even real people. It, it not Whoa. only was a you know, it wasn't Photoshop. It wasn't real people. It was AI created, and and they and they even pointed out looking on the on the store signage, it mm-hmm. was just random letters. It wasn't even like oh Walgreens or or you know any real store. Gee whiz! Mm. And some of it, if you look, the fingers it's it's like Van Gogh couldn't do hands. Right, and, right. And some of the the the. AI images were kind of funky. Mm-hmm. But now there's a story about it possibly posing a danger to election security. Wait a minute, how? Well, it could be a major source of misinformation, just like, oh, <laughs> you know, uh, social media already is. Mm-hmm. And goodness. And, and 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 one of the one of the authors of one of the columns said he he uh, asked AI to create a post a story about um, against the um, uh, drag queens doing story time, right? And the AI responded, "I don't think it's correct to limit you know my abilities to it wouldn't do it." Wow. Okay. But yet, if you wanted to do a post about drag queens, absolutely, here is a post about how drag queens should be, you know, allowed to uh, promote inclusiveness and and, and creativity and, and gender equal, mm, equality. Okay. So, you've got to remember these AI is, it's only spitting out what's been programmed into it. Yes. And it's being programmed by these left wing, you know, uh, uh, left coast Mm -hmm. computer geeks. To spit out what they want you to believe. Yeah, yeah, what they want you to believe. You have to be extra cautious. Oh, do your due diligence. Check things out. Don't look at the first source you see. That's the problem. So the more I read about AI... It is. It's. It's kind of. It's scary. Mm. Not that I'm Dwight Schrute going. The robots are going to take over. Yeah. But what is it going to affect? Mm. What you know? What <laughs> the, the election results? Right. What are you? You know? What are you going to information? Are you going to get your information from these left wing programmers? Out of Silicon Valley. Gosh, yeah. Is that where your information is going to start coming from? <laughs> and Kim Commando had a thing about how incorrect AI was. 
Oh, absolutely. E- even on her, she mm-hmm. she did a story. She goes, it's it was it was. The, the facts were incorrect. I did. I asked the chat GPT one day to tell me about great water parks in Louisiana. <laughs> and it had it yeah. had one it had one in Shreveport that wasn't even splash. It had Splash Kingdom. But then it had another one in A Shreveport one. that we don't even it doesn't even exist. Right. Right. And I thought, oh, man, some of this is just bogus. Absolutely not true. You Nate Margatsy had a on his podcast. He they did a search. Um, about him, and and they were laughing. He and the two guys doing this podcast says because it said that he had a brother named like Worf or something. It was just mm. bizarre. He goes, I don't, I, it's not my brother's name. No. He does have a brother, right? But the information, his parents, it said his parents were. It was just so incorrect. Yeah, and they were nuts. laughing about it. Which mm-hmm. okay, it's laughable. Until you start going a little deeper, that it's not laughable because Aaron, you know, Rush used to talk about drive-by voters. They don't pay attention. Right, right. The bulk of the American people, if they hear something, well, that's the truth. I heard it. Yeah. I heard it on the radio. Yeah. Oh, I read this online. Mm. Well, we know everything online is absolutely true. Oh, it's absolutely true. Yeah. You have to be extra careful. You have to go and look at other sources Dig a little deeper. Do your own work. Otherwise, you're gonna be gu- you're gonna be gullible, and you'll fall for everything you see. And it's laughable that they're calling for like a six month moratorium on on AI development. Well, oh boy, well, the horses are already out of the corral. Oh yeah, no doubt. They're they're running free through mm-hmm. the mountains. It's yeah. not you're not going to pull that back in. No, you can't. It's you here. Can't. And, no, and it's it's. Again, if you start thinking about where it could possibly lead, it gets scary. Yes, there's you know, no doubt about it. It could be a good it. thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, is it? Is it going to be? It's frightening to me. It really is. No doubt about it. So it's, yeah, it's it's very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. But like I say, depending on, and this is one of those only time will tell situations. Mm-hmm. Where is it going to go? Right. Uh, Billy Nungesser, Lieutenant Governor of the State of Louisiana, joined us earlier this morning talking about Love the Boot Week. We'll hear from him at 840. Mike and McCarty. 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. And I was talking about AI in the last segment. We did get some uh, messages on the Shreveport Security Systems message board. If you would like to connect with us, uh, that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a free app. You can download it from Google Play or the uh, uh, Apple App Store. And then... I've never I've never it's used easy, the just, message part yeah. of it, but it's very simple to do. Yeah, you see it right on the front of the app. It'll say "Send Keel a message." You can click on it, and it sends it right, and it pops up on our screen. And Lord knows we read some of them. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And of course, Susu said, "Due diligence and common sense." Yep. Of course. Mm-hmm. And be careful where you get your information. And, and look, don't believe everything I say. I'm nope. an idiot. I get things wrong. <laughs> 
all the time. Yeah, yeah, we both double do. check me. So mm-hmm. absolutely, don't don't you know? Don't don't believe everything. Dan Bongino says, or Sean Hannity, everybody's coming from their own perspective. Sure. Look up the information for yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when AI first started becoming, which has been very recently. Sure, sure. I mean, since I've been here. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, a, a, you know, novel and very interesting. And it still is, sure. I think, it, it, at that stage. But... Because you and I went on to uh, Chat GPT mm-hmm. and said, you know, let's let's do a story on this, and it wrote out this. Right. I read an article about Tom Brady retiring, and this was posted on on a on a website. Okay, not I wasn't looking up anything AI. I was just mm-hmm. looking, I, I saw this, and I, you know, about Brady retiring, and and the, Aaron, it was like Tom Brady is a U.S. quarterback. <laughs> Tom Brady played for the New England Patriots right. from such and such. Tom Brady went. I said, "Okay, a human did not write this." No, no, it's a, it's a, it's a robot. It was, it was. Mm-hmm. That was an AI article that yes. somebody posted. Right. Oh gosh, and, and pretended it was their own. And I could tell. Well, I oh, suppose. Oh gosh, you can't. But it do was that. obvious. Oh. So. And if your organization lets you do that, shame on them. Yeah. I mean, if if I use anything like that, it's just to spark an interest in something or let me see if there's enough, you know, to do. Like when I was doing the water parks, I'm like, let me see how many we really have in Louisiana. I'm curious. And then it can find some. But then, then I go and I check, hey, does this... You know, monster water park in Shreveport actually exists. No, it does not. It was it was bogus. I don't know where it got it, but it, it was bogus. You got to be careful. You got to check behind the work because obviously it's wrong sometimes. I haven't heard of Tay. Have you heard of Tay? No. T a y. T a y a i. No, I have not. T a y a i is <laughs> it's it's uh, apparently released on. I don't. Well, I don't know if this is the movie. It's apparently they've done some YouTube stuff on it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious, too. Tay AI, the people's chat bot. Hmm. Um, I haven't looked that up. So uh, it is literally exploding. Oh, absolutely. This. Absolutely. And, and I talked about the uh, the images that it was that, that are now being created. And we saw the video of in the mayor's race of, you know, Adrian, Adrian Perkins, Perkins saying the, what they wanted him to say in the classroom. Yeah. Oh, do you have a job? Using his voice, right? Exactly. Which, that was <laughs> obviously AI, and you know it's incredible. So they're using it for a lot of things, and for that, I thought that was pretty nefarious. I mean, you know, that's dangerous. Well, making people say no, we things. We laughed about it because it was funny, right? But, right. But again. It, it, it's it's like okay, let's look into this deeper. Mm-hmm. What is this? What does this actually mean? And you and I both, our voice is out there. Oh God! Enough. Where even even Adrian, they they made his voice say whatever they wanted to say. Mm-hmm. And and one of the things when I leave here, and one of the things that I do is voiceover work. Sure. And I do commercials, TV and radio commercials for stations all over the country. Mm-hmm. And some of the some voice artists are selling their voice to these AI created voice sites. Mm. And and it a lot of times if like YouTube videos, 
If you watch a YouTube video, you can tell that this video has been created with a, you know, it doesn't sound normal. No. Well, in in April of 2023, they're sounding a whole lot more normal. Like a regular human. I don't, I just don't see it totally replacing a human, but maybe I'm being naive. Yeah. It's frightening. It really is. But, but, but they can now create and, and, the the voice artist will read particular phrases they'll read letters mm-hmm. and numbers and particular phrases and then they can take that and create a script yeah yeah but to me a person especially somebody that knows what they're doing i've been doing it like 40 years there's inflections that you add there's there's you know you know how to read copy and interpret mm-hmm. the copy that I, I don't know. Maybe AI right. is going to be able to do that. I, I, yeah. I just it it seems to me and hard for me to imagine that they're going to replace humans completely. I hope not. But they say it's going to like the journalism, like what you've been doing for forty years. Mm-hmm. No more away. need for you know journalists. Golly. How does AI ask tough questions? How do they know what? I mean that that would be it's crazy. Not, yeah. That would be seriously crazy. I, I just I don't see it replacing humans. No. I'm, I, I'm, I'm again. I'm not following the the, the Dwight Schrute line of thinking. <laughs> They're the robots are taking over. Oh boy. Maybe I'm wrong. I mm. hope I'm not. Uh, Lieutenant Bill, uh, Governor Billy Nungesser spoke with us earlier this morning. Love the Boot Week kicks off next Monday. Hear more about that. 840, Mike and McCarty. What a- seven FM, 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty. Got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems message board real quick here. Uh, what are the latest crawfish crawfish prices? Yeah. Um, I did find under $4. Now, two mm-hmm. cents, but under $4. Right. Uh, like three ninety eight. I check them every week. And, they're, yeah, there are some that are three ninety eight, three ninety nine. Most places are four ninety nine. Yeah, around five bucks. Mm-hmm. Now I told you we were going to uh, over to Dixie Inn, and we we're going to meet because because I've got family that lives on the other side of Minden, so we're, mm-hmm. that was a, a kind of a central point for yeah. us to all meet. Uh, but <laughs> you know, Easter weekend is the largest weekend for crawfish. Absolutely, the busiest weekend for crawfish. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got there about six thirty, an hour and a half wait. God. And I say, and, wow. and, and again, crawfish locally you can find for about four dollars a pound. Um, and theirs was seven, seven in Dixie Inn. Woo wee! They like their crawfish. And were they big? Were, I don't know. I didn't stay. Y'all didn't stay. I, we didn't wait an hour and a half to pay seven dollars a pound. Mm, we man. found a barbecue place up, yeah, <laughs> up in Minden, right? And we had a great time. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. Seven bucks. If if it would, when everybody was seven dollars, that's one thing, right? But right. if you can get it for four dollars a pound, no kidding. Boiled. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we ended up going to Shane's, 
and uh, had a great time over the week. Because when Micah comes in, if it's crawfish season, that's one of our traditions. We go get crawfish. Yeah. And she and I can... She can put away 10 pounds. <laughs> She's 5'11 and a All former of one swimmer. Yeah. yeah. And uh, she can she can do 10 pounds. So In a heartbeat, yeah. So from $4 a pound to $7 a pound, when you're looking at 20 pounds, that's quite the difference mm-hmm. in price. Yeah, no kidding. No so, kidding. Yeah, that crawfish app is really handy. Absolutely. Uh, if, you want, if you want to know what the crawfish prices are. Mm-hmm. And no, they're not a sponsor. We're just... It's one of the references that they do a great job. And I double check them, too, every week. I, I, I go behind them and make sure they're right. And you know, you will find some that have deals. Like if you buy three pounds, you get another pound free or you get two pounds free. You just got to check them and see, you know, okay. who's got a special deal each week. Now, we didn't find that, but we had a great time anyway. <laughs> Lieutenant Governor Billy Nongesser coming up next. Mike and McCarty. One of- One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, and the free Keel app. Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline, uh, Louisiana Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser joining us. Good morning, sir. Good morning, my friend. How you doing? We are doing wonderfully. Thank you so much. Tell us about uh, this initiative that we've got going on now. Love the Boot Week. Right. You know, two years ago we moved Keep Louisiana Beautiful under my office. And we have been working hard to uh, clean up Louisiana. And uh, Love the Boot Week is April 17th through the 23rd. And we've got over 360 groups in 60 parishes signed up to participate in cleaning up their town, their parish, their block, or their city. And um, this is a great participation. Um, We started two years ago. On any given year, we'd have 30 to 40 groups. So we've made a lot of progress in people wanting to join us to clean up Louisiana. You can still sign up if you want to do an event just in your neighborhood or maybe with your charity organization. Lots of groups are involved. You can still sign up right at keeplouisianabeautiful.org. Yes, you can. And um, you don't have to do it on any particular day. You know, every four Saturday year round, uh, we ask people to clean up a portion of their town, city or block uh, or any day. And so I think as we get more and more people involved and also more and more people reporting people that litter and talking to their friends, um, we're seeing progress. Uh, we're not there yet. we got a long way to go. But I look forward to a day when uh, we can have a clean Louisiana. I remember uh, a few weeks ago I watched some people in a parking lot at a, a local drugstore uh, just dump things out the window in the parking lot almost dump a, like a, just garbage out of their car. And and I would have loved to have reported. How does somebody report something like that? Well, there, there's a hotline um, that you, uh, Wildlife Fishery has, and we respond to every report. But in any local city or parish, we're starting a thing called litter court. And the justice of the pieces in your city and your parish, you can report it to them. And uh, it's litter court. And uh, in St. Tammany, where I live, uh, if I reported someone, they get a ticket in the mail. If they show up for litter court, the person that reported them can show up and say, yes, that's the lady I saw litter. But another thing we're doing is I'm asking everybody that shops anywhere to ask those strip malls and businesses 
to put garbage cans back in the parking lot. Cracker Barrel is probably the only one that consistently has garbage cans outside in the parking lot, and you never see garbage in a Cracker Barrel parking lot. I wrote a letter to Walmart asking them to put cans back in the parking lot and empty them, and we're doing that around the state. We're also asking every business, take a little time and keep in front of your business clean, whether it's a gas station, a shop, or, 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 or a small business. And uh, we can all play a part in this. We're also giving out grants. Uh, we've given out over $600,000 in trash receptive grants to local parishes and cities. All they have to do is agree to empty them. And we're also giving grants to the sheriffs. Uh, we've purchased a few vans for sheriffs to use work release prisoners to go out and clean up their cities and parishes. Uh, we're also working with the uh, DAG group. Uh, not only teach about drugs to fifth graders, but teach them about litter. So hopefully one day we won't have to spend millions of dollars cleaning up Louisiana. Another question, we're talking to Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser, with regard to those receptacles, I'm hoping that Shreveport Bossier's on the list of getting some of those, but we really could use them on like the exit ramps of our interstates, on some of our major roadways, where people, when they pull up to a light, there's a garbage can there. Is Shreveport Bossier on the list to get some of those? Absolutely. When I was parish president of Plaquemines, I put 21 garbage cans on an angle on every road leading to Highway 23. 90% of the garbage went in or around those cans. Most people missed it, but it was on an angle where you could pull over and just throw it out the window. Um, DOTD has not yet let me put those on the exit ramps. Uh, we want permission to put them on a couple of them just to test it. Next Friday, I'll be taking a, a, a a little mule cart down two exits of the interstate with, with, with tongs picking up garbage. Then I will walk the other side to show DOTD that we can pick it up 10 times as fast if we use carts like other states. They do not want the carts on the highway. It's the quickest, best way to pick up litter, and we can do more with less money. So I'm going to do a little test run to show them how much money and time we could save by using those carts. We just got to be smarter about what we're doing, and we get more and more people involved. Only about 20% of the population actually litters, and we pay the price for it. Mm. Again, at keeplouisianabeautiful.org. You can also volunteer at an event. If you don't want to organize an event on your own, you can pick one and just go volunteer on that day, correct? Absolutely. Every parish, uh, like I said, we're so excited that we, we really increased the number. 60 parishes have over 360 groups, um, everything from keep the quarter clean. They're, they're on a mission the 13th through the 16th to clean up the French quarter, but um, keep Bossier clean. They've got groups all over the state. You can go to the website, uh, look for a group in your area, or you can go out on your own um, and, and encourage everyone to get involved. This is something we can all do. And, um, and and have a beautiful Louisiana. We're talking with Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. As uh, Billy, as the next legislative session is getting underway, what are you looking for? Well, I'm, I mean, there's you know, it's election year, so there's going to be a lot of uh, back and forth on a lot of issues. Uh, we you know we're hoping that we can keep our budget intact. Um, we're still coming out of COVID. You know, in 2019. Over 53 million people visited Louisiana and left behind 1.9 billion in taxes. 
Uh, that's over $1,100 per Louisiana family that you and I didn't have to pay. Uh, we're hoping this is the year that we can get back setting another record. But um, we're hoping to keep all of our funding for our parks, museums, so we can continue improving uh, the quality of those facilities and get more visitors there. So, we, we, you know, in election year, we just want to keep our budget intact, moving forward to get back to those record-breaking tourism numbers. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. You put a, Aaron. You put a story up earlier this morning. Women fighting in a parking lot. Yeah, these are hot chicks fighting. <laughs> really well, short dresses. Hot, but hot, there was, hot is a yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't, but there, <laughs> but there was like it was more than just two girls. It was like fights all over the parking lot. Yes, what was it about? It, th- apparently, it was outside a San Antonio nightclub, the oh, priv- well, there's our first the private social club in San Antonio. These are such proper women that go to the private social club. Private, yes, is that private in I, other places? Probably, private. I, I, I but apparently. One of them got into a dispute with a security guard, and he maced her. And then others jumped in, and you can see the security guard slamming one of them to the ground. And then they all just—it it becomes a melee. From but these, then they're fighting each other. Yes. The girls are like paired off. There's like three or four sets of girls fighting. What? When I don't—I don't understand this. All the men are dressed. They're fully clothed. These women are wearing these scantily clad little are outfits. Are they strippers? I don't know if the Privat Social Club is a... It sounds like know, a strip club to it, me. It, it just sounds like that. I don't know. But what motivates somebody to start hitting on another person? I don't know. I've, I've never had a physical confrontation with another human being. Well, I've thrown things at you, but <laughs> other than I'm that... Say, wait, wait, what? <laughs> going to wrestle with somebody else or punch somebody in the face or slap what is different in some people that they will go to these lengths pull women's hair slam them to the ground i mean they're slamming each other to the ground and their boobs are falling out and <laughs> thankfully they have which you couldn't put in the headline but you wanted to well <laughs> i wanted to but the you can't see the they they've they've blurred the boobages or whatever but you know it, it's just i don't understand why people get come to those links where they're gonna fight each other that so much that their clothes are falling off well yeah I, I haven't gotten into a, a like uh, a, a fight fight since well i mean other than with the police department you have to sometimes you had to we had to get into fights sure to subdue or got a I rowdy thought, yeah client. i thought you were about to say the last fight you were in was with the police department oh <laughs> <Yeah>. wow <laughs> no. No, no 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 i was like jeez no almighty <laughs> just don't fight the police gangster over there yeah <laughs> even chris rock said don't run from the police no they're bringing an ass whooping with them yes do what they say please and it's, then plead your case and, and the, you'll probably win in, in court. Right. And get way more than mm-hmm. if you got arrested because you fought with the police. I just don't understand. I mean, these security guard guys, they're not doing a whole lot once these women start going at it. They're like, I'm not getting in the middle of that. I'm going to get I'm going to get swung on. But I they could have done better. They could have done more. And I think, 
you know, you're seeing all these people videoing it. That's the other thing. And I'm like, why aren't y'all pulling these women apart? Because it makes better video if you you just video it. I know. And then. But also there's the whole thing of like if you grab one of them up and maybe accidentally grab something you weren't supposed to. And now you're guilty of a crime. Or you pull one of them off and they fall over and hit their head and end Mm -hmm. up in the hospital. Then you're responsible. Or three or four of them turn on you. Or they all turn on you. And then you get an ass (laughs) whipping by boob displaying women. How's that going to go with your buddies? These four chicks beat Ruben up. Got beat up by four strippers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know guys that would sign up for that. Yeah. Yeah. I I know two guys in the room that might sign up for that. (laughs) No, no, no. Don't start that. Anyway, the video is at keelnews.com. If you must, go see it. I I mean, I don't understand that mentality. I just don't. I really don't. And I probably shouldn't have posted it, but I know people would want to look at it because it's crazy stuff. Uh, there you go. Uh, and people will. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Mike and McCarty make it a great Monday. 101.7 FM, 710 Key.